Wicked Phoenix is back. The one is back in the ring. Now, I spoke to him last night for this here podcast. Steve Swift's Rambling Reviews. Hello, I'm Steve Swift. Yes, and uh, I will put that uh, interview up tomorrow. But he did tease after we spoke something big. And this was it from Friday Night Showdown last week. Right at the head of the programme, Duncan, because it has to be Duncan, comes out, he's agitation all that man, and says, I know that you're not injured anymore, I know you're cleared to wrestle. And there you are sitting behind a desk. Nicely done, actually. Really angry from Duncan. Really angry from Sid. Because Duncan challenges him. And of course he accepts. He can't say, I don't think I'll bother tonight. I know I'm fit to wrestle, but maybe see you down the line. Not going to do that, is he? And they will wrestle in a tag team match. Because, of course, you've got Johan Hunt, Big Duncan, tag team champs. But Sid's got to find himself someone. Brett can't believe it. Brett Hadley. Hello, Brett. And um, he can't believe that Sid's doing it. Are you okay to do this? You know, it's the feeling is, you get in the ring, but... Maybe not with Big Duncan. <laughs> it might be a bad idea. Sid, though, all heart. I mean, not all heart, because that would be physically impossible, wouldn't it? You'd need some other organs. Like the, like the islets of Langerhans that make your insulin, that sort of thing. And kidneys and that kind of thing. But um, he has a huge heart. Not an enlarged heart, a huge heart. And um, he will be wrestling later on. Great. Really good to see this. And, you know, in the past, and on the podcast, he was right to say it, I haven't been lord a tree about his work, but um, let's see what happens later on. This was another almost two hours of showdown, and you know what? Didn't seem like two hours. They know exactly what they're doing with this now. Right, from the, They're having some fun with it, actually, because right from the beginning, you've got Paul Hubris, picture in picture, looking at last week's showdown, saying, I understand I was mentioned. And then he's got the he's got the YouTube picture up and he's scrolling through. Oh, yeah, that's when Jonathan Sedgwick mentioned me. It's great, it's great actually. Saying, yeah, well, the reason why I hit you with a chair was because it was funny. So that's really nice playing around with all this. So when they start, so they don't have the, the, um, the titles as usual. You go straight to um, Brett and Sid with Big Duncan there. It was really good, this little section at the beginning. After it finished, Brett, what are you doing, Sid? And Sid, really good. How dare he? He said, which is lovely. Really nicely done. And I think I said that four or five times because it was. And just um, quite real. Really good stuff. There's no announcer tonight. So Brett does it from the, from the table. That doesn't matter. It all works really well. He's pulling double duty here. He's pulling commentary and um, play-by-play and announcing. And also talking to the crowd while he does it. Well done, Brett. But he has done so many jobs with UKW, so I suppose it's all meat and gravy to him. Both meat and gravy. Now, first of all, we've got Jacob Reed versus Dan Adams. This should be good. They both are hungry. They should have to be about meat and gravy, perhaps, from early on. Anyway, early on in the match, Reed hits that flying uppercut. It is an uppercut. He will tell me if I'm wrong. 
He calls it Delirium. Ooh, it's got a name now. You fancy pants, Mr. Reed. And then segues into a DDT. Beautiful. But when he gets too overconfident, outside with a chop, he hits the post. That's not going to be nice for his hand at all. Then takes a slingshot spear, which is really good, actually, from uh, from Captain Dan Adams. But he then tastes knees when he goes up to the top from a splash. You see, overconfidence again. And Jacob Reed gets the Jacob's Ladder for the pin. It was pretty definitive for Jacob Reed this and shows just what UKW may well think about the gentleman. He's on the way up. Then so is Dan Adams, but I think with this match, Reed's kind of moving a bit faster. He says later on, something big is about to happen. Could he be Sid Phoenix's partner later on tonight? I wouldn't mind seeing that at all, actually. Now, next along, we've got flip, flop, flip, flop, flippy, floppy, flip, flop, Joey Sedgwick. With Leone, of course, because they never come down on their own. The Persian Empire don't do that because they are the most dominant faction in wrestling at the moment. I think I said that right. And he is facing Mad Ed, or just Ed, as I will call him. There is a lovely moment when Joe comes out and shouts at Brett, which is great, great, a great little character now in that he's just petulant and shouting. He says he doesn't care what anybody else wants. He wants what he wants, and what he wants is a match with his dad. So he says to Brett, you make it happen. Brett quite rightly points out, I can't, I can't. I'm, an, I'm, an, I'm a commentator. Can't do that. It's great. Early on, Sedgwick has to bail. Yes. There's a very lovely, quick, safe, snug, but brutal-looking Ed Bulldog. And then there's a, an also a lovely moment. Leone Rose is on the outside. And she just, as Ed gets out, goes out to, to, to the, goes to the outside of the ring, she just steps up and clotheslines him. Nobody mentions that that's a woman clotheslining a man. Nobody mentions anything like that, and that is absolutely right. He's one of the Persian Empire, and an important part and a pivotal part of that group. Okay, so we've got some Ed getting some impetus going here so Leone steps onto the apron see what I said about being so important Ed's distracted walks into a slam but then there is a missed leg drop overconfident again that will be a theme of tonight for Joe and Ed rolls him up with a really tight cover but a fair cover and it's the pin Joe doesn't like it roughs up Hamza he gets a lot of trouble does Hamza and they complain and complain and complain. They're so angry. But this works just right for this angle. Beautifully done. Now, this next match should be fabulous. And it pretty much is. Because it's Billy O'Keefe, the anarchist, versus J. Rowe Lewis, the third twice removed. It's, it's, it's a great piece of work. After we've got a bit of, of O'Keefe saying he doesn't think that they deserve to lose the tag titles last week, as the Persian Empire beat them, really, it wasn't um, just Big Duncan and um, and Johan Hunt. He's he got a point. He wants a rematch at the pay-per-view. He asked Sid. Sid stands up. And I love the way that this happens. And said, you want your rematch clause? Then you've got it. Great. It's quite simple, isn't it? There's a rematch clause. I'm triggering it now. I want it here. You've got it. That's great. Really well done. So, to the match then, which has most of it 
it's just so well done. It's them avoiding each other, countering each other, not taking a breath. The whole thing's so frenetic. There are pin attempts galore. At one point, even Brett claps along, and so he should, because it is blooming marvellous. Lewis gets his kicks in, love his kicks, and a rolling neck breaker. Great. Then there's a, a nice Lewis cutter, and as Brett says, it was shaping up to be a really good match until Big Bag Bish ruined it. He attacks them both, but mainly Lewis. And then um, you've got um, Leone Rose and Joe taking the opportunity to get O'Keefe on the outside and hit what's actually a magic killer. But where was Cerebral Ski? He's going to be out next to face the Yorkshireman. Maybe he's not here. Oh, no, he is here. What's going on? Why isn't he out? Why didn't he rush out to try and help his Playtime Mafia buddy, J. Ro Lewis, who would do the same for him, I feel sure. This was a great match as well, though. Nice handshake, but it's very good that last week, you know, when he shook Tommy Dillon's hand and then three seconds later kicked him in the back of the head, smacked him one right in the back of the head. He shakes hands with the Yorkshireman, just teases that. Yorkshireman, yeah, get off. That's, <laughs> that's really nicely done. That's lovely. And the Yorkshireman does his lunges with, um, with Steve on his shoulder. It's the arm bar, spine buster for a two count. Now there's really, I mean, I mean they're meaty. The, um, he wants to go for the three peaks, gets two, but they are high peaks. Very difficult. Take it out of me, I'll tell you that. Steve cuts the last one out for his lovely ripcord German suplex. And then, a, I mean, the slap resounds around the building. It's an elbow to the back of the head. But <laughs> Brett and Sid, <laughs> just, oh, and me too. Actually, I had to watch it several times because I just thought, are they getting a slap there? What, how are they doing? I think it's just the connection on his head. That was really, really good. And then Johan hunts out, smashed off the apron, but then Duncan's in there as well, hits the Fallen Man Slam, and then on uh, on Cerebral Stee, of course they've got previous, drags the Yorkshireman over for the pin, and then gives the finger to everybody in the ring. He's a naughty gentleman. We don't like anyone, do we? Except his Persian Empire friends, because they are the best faction in wrestling at the moment. See? Now this should be a good match as well. They've got such roster depth. It's, it's really, this should be fun. Tommy Dillon versus JPR. Dillon's work has jumped up so many notches recently, but JPR generally, he kind of leads this really. It's really his match. Alan Shearer kick, not just once, twice. Oh yes, Dillon sells that beautifully. Good JPR facials as well. And this is a nice move from Dylan. A headlock float over into a knee drop. That is lovely. Not often seen, really nicely done. But JPR is hyped up for this. He hits a clothesline. He, he hits that flying clothesline very nicely. Then calls out the Boston Crab and cinches it in, sits back in it and starts screaming. <laughs> Extraordinary. Wonderful to see. There is a counter, Dylan sees it coming. Well, he hears it because I think JPR calls it out, doesn't he? The Red Rum DDT, desperation clothesline, but JPR, 
it's just putting off the inevitable really hits that that red rum ddt lovely get some air on it beautifully done for the pin and that was a good match but this it was the match of the night and it's the genesis championship match between cliff harrison and young horus who is 0 and 29 at the moment the great thing is that it, it's it's been brought on so well and the angle has been simmering so nicely that you do actually think, particularly with all the changes and surprises in UKW recently, that they could actually, even though Cliff Harrison's just become Genesis champion, he could win it. I thought that with him and Mustafa Khan last week, I thought he might actually win the heavyweight championship here. Wouldn't that be extraordinary? And I thought it here too. He came close to it, you know. There was a great reversal uh, to a headlock. I don't mind a headlock when it's a lovely reversal from Horus. Harrison came back with a cannonball on the outside. That was beautiful. Step up in Zaguri from Horus, which he likes to do. And then a wheelbarrow jawbreaker, which he had to go for because there was a counter attempt to what he wanted from, uh, from Harrison. Harrison then got him on, his, on, 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 the, on the canvas. A wrenching modified bow and arrow. That is so painful. He hit two neck breakers. And then, and then just kind of tossed him to the side by his neck. But Horus will not lie down. He's got too much heart. He even gets to the ropes and hits a lovely Hurricane Rana from that. Tries a code red, but it's too close to the corner. Doesn't really get it, but it doesn't look like a botch. And then sort of falls into a code red, which was all right for a very near fall. A load of work had gone on. I'm only telling you a little bit of it. There is such good stuff here. You must see it. There is an unprettier for, for a Harrison near fall, but he won't pin. It could be a near fall, it could be a pin, but he won't do it because before he puts it on, he says sorry to Horus. The backpack pile driver, as I call it, for the pin. It was a great match. And you know what Jacob Reed said about something big happening later? He won't be tagging with Sid Phoenix because what he meant was this. Jacob's ladder to Harrison and he will be facing him for the Genesis title. Oh, that's what he wants. There's nothing like getting your own way and making sure you get it for yourself. And here is your main event. And it will be the one Sid Phoenix versus Duncan. Big Duncan that would be. Oh, he's big. And Johan Hunt, raced by freaking wolves. Freaking wolves. And who will be his, his tag team partner? Yes, yes. I have blankoed your spats and fed the hounds. It will be Jonathan Sedgwick, the CEO of that very company. That's who they didn't want to see. Now, <laughs> it's a really good piece of work, this. It's a really good match. Old school wrestling match, yes. Old school wrestling entertainment match, yes. Loads going on and sometimes a bit much and a bit messy, yes. But nothing wrong with that. Because the thing about UKW is it can be a bit messy in a good way lately. Sid Phoenix is very hyped up when he comes out and quite right too. He's been to the gym, that gentleman. However, before they can start, Joe and Leonie Rose sit down with Brett 
on commentary and it's great actually because you've got the only Rose who's so playground the whole way through and Joe's just angry all the time and Brett's saying will you shut up please it's great really good stuff Mustafa Khan's with them of course and he wants into the match so Jonathan Jonathan goes over to the walkway because we we anticipated this he doesn't use the word anticipated but I think I will we anticipated this yes and so I'd like to bring somebody else out it's JPR who I mean he's just had a match but he'll want into this match because he got brutalised by the Persian Empire at the last pay-per-view rebound did he not there's some lovely work in this early on Sid hits a really high side slam. It's from his shoulder on Hunt. Then puts him on his shoulder, same shoulder, and takes him over to the corner. Doesn't just do it in the middle of the ring. Takes him over to Big Duncan and uh, Mustafa Khan and squats with him. 12, not even 10. I'll give you two more. With him on his shoulder, he can do it. He then gets a bit... He, he then gets a bit overexcited. Uh, you know, it's a the theme of the night. Tries to lift Duncan. No, no, not even if you were 100%. I mean, you might be 100%, but don't... And, and, and people can't do that, really, in general. Don't try to... No. So, um, Duncan slams him back and puts a foot across the throat, which he likes. When Sedgwick is in, he works Hunt's leg, obviously for the sharpshooter. Figure four around the post, the ring post. I love to see that. And then we cut to Duncan, just with his massive, meaty arms. You can... With across Sid's throat on the outside, you can barely see Sid's head. His arms are so big. Sid does come back at him. He just runs at him because that's a great character he's got. That he's never down and out. Hunt hits a basement neck, uh, um, yeah, but a basement neck breaker with the leg. He puts the leg behind the neck and just drives that that head down. It's really nicely done. And then JPR hits the Boston Crab again, screams again. <laughs> but Duncan just comes out before Hunt can give up, just punches him. Get off. <laughs> That's lovely. JPR's not out though. Ankle lock on Hunt, drags him back to the corner. Sid gets in. Then Joe and Leone have seen enough and they attack everybody. But the good guys, Sid, John, JPR. Screaming, no, not screaming, but they see off the baddies. And Mustafa Khan is left on the stage to say, I beat all of you lot. He even calls Sid a pizza delivery boy, which the crowd don't like because those three have just had the beating of the Persian Empire, even if they may be the strongest faction in pro wrestling at the moment. And it was great to see Sid back. And I really liked his work. You know why? It's honest. It's honest. And he's got a real link to those fans. And actually, a real link to me. The match was a bit messy at times. But I didn't mind that. But the show itself, really slick. It moves on because they're so assured. They know they've got great wrestlers. They know they've got great storylines. They know they've got great characters. And they're having a great time. That's what stands out. I, I, I feel like I'm saying this every week. But why wouldn't I? When this is so good. 
do have a look at this. You really will not be sorry. And with another pay-per-view coming up, available on Fight or available on their uh, on their app, that's worth a look as well. Ta-ta. Thank you.